You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin and Tatiana Keene-Jones. Our show is edited and produced by Brother Chris. For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash for all nerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle. And what's up, y'all? And welcome to another episode of the Four Honored Show. The voice of the urban geek, the podcast where we discuss geek culture according to people of color. Mm-hmm. And as always, it's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. Big Dick Grayson Energy, Buzz Outshear, Dr. Steven Slane, the Sorcerer Supreme clientele, Black Black Goliath, <laughs> Yolo Baggins. Lando Californication here in the spaceship. I'm hype. You are hype, and I love it. I'm just the black, black alive that always gets me every black, time. Black, black alive. It's just so ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. You're black. You got to put your ethnicity in your superhero name. I said, why don't we call him Whitefish? <laughs> That's a reference that only a few people will get right there. So let's just keep it moving because I got to introduce my co-host sitting in her chair. As always. Tatiana King-Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as Queen of the Amazons, Prime Subscription, also known as Father Stretch My Bands, Jay Principal, saying Sean Jean-Luc Picard, Chance for Rapper, and Beretta Scott King. Yeah. Yeah. We've got one person watching us. We are actually live right <laughs> now here on Twitch. You know, we talk about it every week. But now it's happening. Twitch.tv slash For All Nerds. Yes. If you're actually on Twitch.tv right now, I mean, actually, this won't matter because by the time you hear this recording, you know, you'll miss it. But <laughs> if you happen to be on right now, we live right now on Twitch.tv. But, you know, you should be subscribed to us on Twitch.tv slash For All Nerds. Indeed. So you can get all kind of content like this. You can watch me rocking on Zelda because I've been playing the hell out of Breath of the Wild. Drowning my ass off. You're that I've died. I've drowned more times than anything else so far. <laughs> How are you drowning? Like Mo- monsters got nothing on me, but drowning is my doom. Just like you said, the first time you turned it on, you fell off the fucking cliff. <laughs> yeah, now like, now it's been drowning. How? Now I've been drowning steadily. Oh Steady drowning should be. <laughs> are you just doing too much because you you, you, you overestimating your stamina? At this yes, point. every time. That's what it sounds. Like. Every time. Okay. One time there was this shrine across the river. I know. And, I know what you're talking about. And it's like a real Russian. River. <laughs> it's a Russian river, so I tried like five times. I was like, no, if I go in at this point, I'm going to make it. <laughs> Never. Uh, <laughs> Failure. Have you have you met any of the divine beasts yet? Have no, you done I'm nowhere near beasts? that yet. You're going to need to because half the shit you can't reach until you do one of those. Okay, well, right now I'm still at the point. I'm on the mission where the woman sent me all to take pictures and stuff, and I have no idea where. Oh, that's through. I mean, but you're going to be doing that while you're playing the game. That's like, yeah. that's like the side of the side but of the side. But how do I get mission. past that mission? Because I can't even find one to show her yet. Like, I got nothing. You yet. can't? No. You're not using the clues right. I guess not. I'm about, I'm about to use that Google but, right now. But though. to me, like that was like the fifth mission, like in, in times of priority, that was like fifth priority in front of everything else, like like behind yeah. everything else. Like there's so much. Oh, yeah, I'm oh not worried God, about that. Oh, my God, there's so much stuff to yeah, do I'm in I'm just that trying game. to get past it to get the next main mission because you have to show her something before she lets you go on. Jesus. Yep. Um, well, you were doing that. I was over in D.C. this weekend. Nice. Shout out to HU, HU. You know. For Howard Homecoming 2019. It got they got busy. I will say that. They got busy. I saw you saw on Last Bison Standing yes. the Instagram post. Yes. I was intoxicated. I'm, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. I'm, gonna oh, y- I'm, gonna I'm gonna let y'all okay. understand what, what homecoming was like for me. One moment. <clears throat> yes. For eleventh, October twelfth, and thirteenth, and fourteenth, I was intoxicated. I drank all of those days. I drank. Any sex. October 11th. <laughs> Facts. 
facts. In excess. In excess. Uh, yeah, it, no, it, it was crazy in a good way. It was, it was, and I, I'm trying to not to, keep, I'm trying to get crazy out my vocabulary, but it was exciting. It mm-hmm. was, it was energetic. It was entertaining. It was, we was out here. Um, I saw all of my friends, shout out HU. I saw, um, I was, where was I? I was at Duce Palooza. Okay. Uh, shout out to Real Life Cause. Shout out to Low Key. Um, shout out to Chris Styles and them. Um, uh, shout out to Ravy B. I was also at Trap Karaoke. Shout out Mouse Jones. Um, I did get to rap on stage with Pusha T. Oh, you did? I did. Where's the video? Oh, I, I posted the video. But I'm gonna post it again. Yes. I'm gonna show you the video. I and I, I say it like I was on stage with the mic. No, like I was on the side on the stage. Yes. And I was, you know, like, hey, yo, Pusha T. Ah, you know, I was in there, and then nice. he turned around away from the audience, looked at me, pointed to me, and we. Was, oh, I saw that video. Did you see that? Yeah. Okay. And I said, at first, I was like, you ever like record something? And you're looking at your phone recording it, yeah. And then you're like, is that person looking? Yeah. Or so I'm looking in the phone, and I look up, like, oh shit. Yeah. He's actually talking to me right now. So I was like, that was that was amazing. But um, other than that, like, it it was good. Like, all I I go to homecoming to see my family basically, and to have a good time and that's why you may hear my voice I lost my voice it's a little squeaky squeaky but uh, I, I enjoyed it and it was worth it it was worth it you were misspent I mean I know I was I know uh, my peoples were all down there I, I went last year had a you know pretty good time I feel like all my peoples who didn't go last year went this year so really? I missed, yeah I missed a lot of people obviously it was way more people than I expected to be there this year yeah it was a lot of people I've been seeing the Instagram posts now and stuff so I definitely missed out but I was working all weekend yeah. getting to the bag you and, had to do that and I'm not mad at it at all don't be mad at it uh, Sway Lee was there he he jumped up in the in the band in the stands with the band put on a little outfit the um, baby was headlining Yard Fest. That was cool. It, again, it was just a good time. And I definitely say that if you guys know anybody from Howard, number one, get to know somebody from Howard. And number two, come visit Howard Homecoming. See you in 2020. Word up. And yeah, like I said, I was getting to the bad DJ and a bunch this weekend. And I want to shout out, hey, Michael. Uh, fan listener of oh, ours yeah. because I was DJing this wedding randomly, crazy ass wedding, and I complimented this dude and his partner on their suits. They had these fly ass suits on at the wedding, and then one of them, this guy Michael, was like, "Well, uh, I listened to the podcast." Just out of you in that? No, unprompted. Unprompted. That got that's got to be wild. It is so wild. And he flew from Chicago, so he's not even a local Brooklynite so or anything. So he just recognized you. Was like, oh, I, he I was to bugging because he was like, yo, I showed up at this my friend's wedding, and you know the guy I listened to on a podcast is DJing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like, you too can have DJ Ben. I mean DJ at your wedding call five five five. Yeah, get the bag. Get, get the bag. Yeah, get the bag together <laughs> first though, because otherwise I will not be there. Um, straight up. That's funny. But yeah, shout outs to everybody. It was a great weekend for me. I had a great time. Missed HU. Shout out to my boy, uh, Delmar Hazel, a.k.a. Select the Lion, who also got married this weekend. I was there yesterday. So it's just been a busy-ass weekend, yo, for real. Very, very busy weekend. Going to continue to be busy. As as you know, you have to be on For All Nerds TV on YouTube because if not, you missed DJ Ben. I mean, when he was on the Watchmen panel at New York Comic Con. And let me tell you, it was a dope panel. I was even... I was running interviews, so I was late to it, so I got to watch it. Oh. And it was a very good panel. Thank you. I will say that. Thank you. And I'm really glad that you got to moderate. Like, we had had told people, like, a couple weeks back, we was going to moderate it anyway. Uh, Even if you told us we wasn't moderating, we'd be like, okay, and take the mic and do it anyway. But no, Ben, I mean, was the official moderator right after the screening at New York Comic Con, and it was fire. So, and really... Everything we, again, I told you, I'm not being humble this year. Everything we did at New York Comic Con this year was fire. This is not, I'm not, I'm not gassing. This is for real. Go to For All Nerds TV on YouTube and watch all those interviews. Shout out to Portia. Portia killed it with her interviews. Mm-hmm. She, she talked to a mad literary authors. Shouts out to Ben Amin. Shouts out to me. Shouts out to the entire team who was there because like we really put in a lot of work for you guys and we have what a couple more special videos coming out when y'all see this so when is that when is one of those special videos i think one's on patreon now well we're still waiting on for permission we got to get that that last that final okay the final okay you're not embarrassing me so once we get that we're gonna release it officially to the public 
Um, some of y'all, some of y'all that might be watching right now, since y'all special, we might we might slide you the secret link. But we'll see. Um, but that being said, uh, definitely make sure you're subscribed. And another thing, and thank you to the listener who pointed this out. But not only should you subscribe, make sure you click on that little bell that little notification bell next to our name on our page because that's how you guys will get notifications on when we drop new videos otherwise you're not going to know and and i mean you should be stalking the page anyway but otherwise you're not going to know so let make it easier on yourself press the little notification bell press the subscribe button get with it tell your people say your grandma and them put them on seriously mm-hmm Facts. Do all that what she just said. Make sure you're subscribed, following on all the different platforms, you know, Instagram, Twitter, everything for all nerds, basically. Like we say every week, go hit subscribe, hit that YouTube so you can make sure you can catch Tatiana interviewing people like Kevin Conroy, Rosario Dawson, yo. you know, shining with Rosario. Yo, Rosario needs to be, yo, can y'all spam Rosario real quick on yeah. Twitter and tell her to come through? Like, she fucks with us, but she's not on the show. Not so, yet. Not yet. Not yet. Um, oh, and then lastly, we mentioned, I mentioned Watchmen. I will be in Atlanta with some other favorite birds uh, on a panel and hosting, also co-hosting a screening with the Kid Fury uh, co-moderating. Co-moderating. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm going to take the mic. Uh, yeah, no, we do. <laughs> this Thursday, um, you guys may have seen the flyer go out. If you haven't, I'm going to keep posting it. But the flyer has that RSVP information. Make sure you hit up that RSVP uh, to get, hopefully, get confirmed for a seat at the screening. I will see y'all in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. All right, so, you know, we talked about Watchmen a little bit. We really still can't even reveal. We, uh, yeah, yeah, still. Nope. I actually, people have been reviewing the first episode. I've seen reviews go up on the first episode. Oh, facts? Yep. Oh, well, I'm, not, I'm not getting in trouble. Uh, me either. So um, I'm going to hold mine. I've actually got a hold of a few of the episodes. So, so very soon you will hear an yes. in-depth review because I was a little... As said at the panel, you know, actually just go watch that panel on YouTube. Yeah, you know, the that's, panel will tell you how he feels. Yeah, that'll tell me everything everything that you can hear from me right now about Watchmen. Right. But there is another show that we need to talk about right now, I see, because <laughs> certain people are having different feelings. Raising Dion, the new show on Netflix about a young African-American mother raising her um, son. Struggling after child. <laughs> um, <laughs> Chris, don't laugh at it. Don't laugh. Uh, okay. Oh my God, that boy! Wait, 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 wait. Just, just relax Ooh. for a minute. Just relax because I have to. I have to set it up for everybody. So. Uh. What's Raisin, my man's name? Hold Raisin on, let me Dion, look this up. While you do that, you get all the names of the cast, so we can we can we can speak to them specifically. So, Raisin Dion has been. Well, first of all. I think it's been four or five years in the making, if if, if not obviously more. But from a, a public perspective, it's been very a few years in the making. Raisin Dion started out as an independent project that was uh, that was uh, on a crowdfunding, yeah, a crowdfunding platform. I'm not sure if it was Kickstarter or whatever, but it was a crowd funding project and I was one of the people who uh, crowdfunded it because nice. it was an incredible story it's as Benami mentioned it's about um, a, a, a woman a, 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 well she's not single by choice um, but she's a single mom raising her son everything's normal and I think the son is like I don't know seven or eight something like that and one day, all of a sudden, they, you know, he wakes up with superpowers and not only does he wake up with superpowers but it's at first, every day is a different superpower. Yeah, my man is like, and right, and it's not like a, it's not like little little kid shit superpowers. It's like, like you you can get killed type level superpowers. Like if you if you don't know what you're doing, and like I said, every day is a new superpower that gets re- revealed. And at some at, at certain points, you know, multiple times during one day, he gets different powers, and he can't control it. So <laughs> the story, there at least in the original story, was all about how she was dealing with this. Not only raising a son, uh, 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 being a single mom, raising a son, and and this is not a spoiler or anything. The dad, the dad died, so that's why. Womp, womp. Everything else you'll you'll learn you'll learn by watching, but. Um, not only she's raising a young boy, young black boy. This is a black family. He again has superpowers, and they're and they're they're changing rapidly. They don't know what's going on. They don't know how to. Con- he doesn't know how to control it. But also in the original story, you see her helping him learn how to control it. So yep. 
you see, it's literally you're raising you're you're raising a, a I don't even know what you want to call the boy a hero, but you're raising a child that that is is not just going through what he would go through in life mentally and physically, but also uh, supernaturally. There we go. How you go? Yep. So off break. That shit sounded amazing. The and I implore you, please go online, look for the original trailer mm. of how Raising Dion was set up because it is fire. Fire. Fast forward now. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan got a hold of it. All right, boom. I was mad excited. Boom, we in there. It's on Netflix. Boom, we in there. And I watch it for the first time like two weeks ago. Highly disappointed. Oh, did you? So you watched all the episodes? I didn't watch all the episodes yet. Okay, how I many did you get? Four, the first four. Oh, four. Okay, the first four. Um, here's my thing. Um, it it did not end up what I thought it would be. Okay, and what I thought it would be was really that exploration of of the relationship between a mother and son, particularly a black mother and a black son, and how she amongst everything else how she's supposed to live with this situation how the boys supposed to live with this situation how they go back and forth that is the energy and the way that it's set up in the original and granted the original is not a full length uh, show like this but it's still a very compelling story and you just off break you feel and you, you connect with the characters the Netflix version oh not so much now Ben I mean you also saw what the first three episodes yes I think maybe the first Three or four, I'm not sure. Right. Somewhere in there. I, no, I we And again, we are giving our opinions. You guys are more than welcome to go look at it and say we tripping or agree with us. I don't care. That's fine. Just letting you know how we feel. And that first episode wasn't it, Chief. <laughs> um, No. Okay. I, I, I whole... I mean, wholeheartedly agree. That first episode was ass. <laughs> like, I, I mean, damn, I hate saying things like that. It, I know. As, yeah. as you mentioned as a, it's difficult because, you know, there's people behind the scenes writing this yeah. and their heart and soul and energy. We get it. I also think- It was a hot mess, though. It's it's fine to tell the truth. As long as you not just saying trash and leaving it at that, yeah. explain why you feel that way, right? I felt like the first episode felt like the same way I felt about the film ATL. Where it was like they just played music over every moment that was like dramatic, where you needed to feel the actors and you don't really get to feel them because it turns into a music video. Yeah. And then when they played Gangsta's Paradise, I completely lost it. Like right. I, it, I almost turned it off right there. That was almost like the dab in Luke Cage, where I was like, okay, right. I'm done. So F this. I and okay, again, we're just talking about this first episode. I'll break it down much like how you're doing. The musical selection is terrible. Like I, as if I was in the, the first music, episode. In the first episode. Sure, whatever. Yeah. I, I actually think it, it goes past that. Okay, but I thought it got better. But I'm only talking about the first episode. I'm only talking <laughs> yeah. about the first episode. As, if I was a music director, I wouldn't have chose none of that shit. Um, I've, I've, and, I, and, and if the music director is watching me or, or has something to say to me, let's talk and I'll give you some advice. Fam, Gangsta's Paradise. For There's real, no I'll give you some advice There's because no that wasn't it. No excuse um, for that. I, it's just because the music is supposed to complement or or increase or decrease. You know, the music's supposed to serve a purpose. If you're going to have it and you're going to force it into the scene, it should serve a purpose. The music didn't match. It didn't make sense. It just it just it just took you out of the picture. That's one. Two, the casting. I'm trying to understand. Is it because I have an affinity for the original that I was a, a, a twinge of disappointment uh, for the lead? The, the 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 young lady that plays the mom. Do you have the cast names up? Yes, I do. Okay, um, I. Alicia just, Wainwright plays Nicole Warren, the mom. Just and, and this is nothing to to her skill level or anything like that. Just from from a cosmetic perspective, I expected a dark skinned woman. Yep, a lot of people did. I really did. I really really did. And again, this has this speaks nothing to her skills or anything like that. I'm not even gonna go into that part of it. I just. I just expected dark skin women, and and honestly, just seeing that 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 in the original, how you had dark skin family, it meant so much more for me to see that. Mm -hmm. Not to say it doesn't mean much now; it's just it, it hits different. That's one thing. Two, the child that plays Dion. My man, uh, the actor's name is Josiah Young. Mm. You know, it's so difficult because this is a child. Definitely a child. And he's still learning. 
he's it shows that he's still learning very much to be an actor and and emote certain ways and and deliver certain lines uh it's a bit shaky it's a bit shaky i'm being very very nice and respectful because i don't like talking poorly about children I, my man be barking on that mic though. Like <laughs> my man is like, Ma! Like everything is like overexcited. Like he is just like always like charged up. Like and it's like a weird charge up. Like he like screams every line. <laughs> like, he's just um, it's I, I I listen. He's not Jake Lloyd, um, Phantom Menace. You but, know, he's he's a step, but yeah, he's I don't like the acting. I felt like he got better slowly. It it's. I hope y'all can see my eyes. Out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Okay. Well, let me. Like I say, I thought the show got better. I thought the first episode with the music was so whacked out that I was about to turn it off. <laughs> but I kept going, and then by the second and third episode, I started feeling it. Like I'm like, okay, the show. You know, it's not the best or anything, but right. As you go along, yes. If you can make it through the first and even first the second, struggle. If you can make it through and, and just give it a chance. There are some highlights there. Yep. There are some golden points. There, there, there are glimpses of a very good story in yes. there. I will say what they do very well is just, um, and I was actually a little bit surprised about, okay, that this was actually very imaginative, the way they show the powers. Mm-hmm. So I will say they did that well. There's things that I just wouldn't expect to be done in showing powers. I was like, okay, this is this is a different way. Like everyone's seen people be invisible. Everyone's seen people fly. Everyone's seen telekinesis or, or whatever. Uh, uh, or telepath or whatever, but to see it, it was done differently. Yeah. In in this Netflix series, so I will say that they they did a phenomenal job that way. Um, and again, it, it's it's just so much overacting and just in, in aggregate and just overdoing it. And every time I thought someone new, when someone a new character came to see, I'm like, all right, they're gonna save this. It just <laughs> <laughs> kept piling it on. Just kept piling on. So. Uh, <laughs> You wasn't I, feeling pat. This is also the, the mom, the friend. This is also a partial review again because we I've, we have not finished the series. Yep. And as you heard from us, it it is getting incrementally better. God damn! It's just it, it it's just was not what I <laughs> thought it would be. All and right. I, you know, and I maybe I had also even higher hopes, not just because of the original, but also because Michael B. Jordan was involved in it. So I'm like, okay, he gonna he got he got money, he got money. He gonna bring the best of the best, and, and he gonna he gonna do what he need to do to get it, make it pop. And, and as I was watching, I'm like, is this really supposed to be a vanity project for Michael oh, B. Jordan, shit. or is this supposed to be? A story about raising Dion. Oh, I mean, and I don't mean that. With, I don't mean that as shade. This is a real question, like because just the way those first few episodes were framed, I was confused so about much what Michael this. Michael B. Jordan in it. Well, no, just, I just was confused about what it was about. True, because uh, it's not supposed to be about Michael B. Jordan. Not at all. He, he did, did. Um, well, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I got nothing more to add to that. I think we're just gonna take a quick break right here. <laughs> That's such a way to leave. <laughs> yeah. Well, see y'all later. Yeah, right? well, no, no, watch no, Raising no. Dion on Netflix, I guess. No, give it a chance. <laughs> give it a chance because you may feel completely differently from us. And, and and if you do, I really hope you tell me and tell me why you feel differently. Like I said, we don't just say things are trash or things are amazing. Like we, we, we give full-blown understanding and critique about why we feel the way we do. So we, we definitely invite you to guys to watch it. Tell us what you think. Look, just, I mean, if y'all watch it, at least they get the streaming numbers. How about that? There we go. I thought it was a great scene when uh, the mom is speaking to the young boy about, you know, how he's black and that's why, like, people hate him. And then the boy starts barking again. And like, <laughs> <laughs> Don't say Why they hate me, Ma? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's so good. It's, okay. We got to go. We We're going to take break. a quick break right here, and we'll be right back with more For All Nerds show. Hey guys, it's Allison Williams. I'm an actor, and when I am not scaring people on screen, I am hanging out with For All Nerds and listening to their show. Hey guys, this is Rod and Karen of the Blackout Tips Podcast, and when we aren't doing one of our mini podcasts, yes, we are listening to For All Nerds. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Asante, one-third of the Friend Zone, and when I am not smoking pot or playing Shinobi Striker, I am listening to For All Nerds. Tune in. What's up, everybody? This is Chuck Creekmer, a.k.a. Jigsaw from AllHipHop.com. And when I'm not placing my heavy hand on the world of hip-hop culture, I'm watching for all nerds. 
Hey, this is Logan Browning, and when I'm not trying to take over Netflix, I'm listening to For All of Us. Yo, what up? This is Yahya Abdul-Mateen. The second I play Black Manta in the Aquaman movies. And when I'm not getting around the city, I'm chilling, listening to For All Nerds. What's up, y'all? This is Ann Steven Harris, fire artist, co-creator of Aztec, fire artist on Ajala, The Fringe, Michael Cray, Watson the Holmes, don't forget Watson the Holmes, the award winner of Watson the Holmes, Glyph Award, I am nominated. When I'm not drawing, I am listening to For All Nerds. Check it. Hey, I'm Malcolm Lee, director of Night School, and when I'm not directing, writing, and producing, and editing and spending time with my kids, I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, this is Pamela Ribbon, and when I'm not writing things like My Boyfriend is a Bear or Ralph Breaks the Internet, I am listening to For All Nerds. Yo, what's up? This is Chico Leo, and when I'm not leading an Athenian revolt in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I'm listening to For All Nerds. Welcome back to another episode of the For All Nerd Show. You've probably been listening, you know, throughout the break, so it's not like really welcome back to another episode. But for the for the what the Twitch people, there we go. Welcome back, everybody. We are here in the spaceship. It's another beautiful week. Thank you all for joining us. You know, and we're gonna get right into it because we got a lot of joints this week in this segment that we like to call the Geekwindly Asked Questions. The guac is extra. The guac is extra. We answer any and everything. Any questions from any listener, hit us up. Contact at forallnerds.com or on the Twitter at forallnerds, on the Instagram at forallnerds. You can ask us anything geek related or nah. It doesn't really matter. Hit us up. We got a lot of questions tonight. Thank you to all Thank the you. listeners. Feast or famine. Everybody out there, <laughs> you know, on Twitch right now, twitch.tv slash for all nerds. If you want to drop a question in the chat, we might even be able to answer it here. Oh. Oh, look at that. The benefits of being at a live show. There okay. you go. All right. But first up, what do we have? First up comes from at I have the flower, a.k.a. Abraham Thinking, a.k.a. Deep Space <laughs> Fine. Nice one. Not reading the last one. Well, let me see. They that. ask, this was my fifth New York Comic Con. We do Friday as Thursday is a bit slow and Saturday is too much for my girlfriend who cannot do crowds. It was fun being amongst all the people. My sister Shay Grayson. Shout out to Shay. What up? Magic Hour Kickstarter. Woo! With MJ Moore. Yeah, that last one was super trifling. Jesus. <laughs> my sister Shay Grayson <laughs> was on a panel Damn. with Vita Ayala. So that was dope. Yes, it was. I love Vita. Like Afropunk, this is another event where I can go and just feel comfortable and be. Slight problem, though. I was kind of bored. Five years in, and I might be over it. So I have a two-part question. One, am I just doing it wrong and need another strategy? The standard protocol is to walk the show floor, get lost in Artist Alley, etc. The second, can you recommend other cons that you've enjoyed? I'll check those out. I'm thinking San Diego, Emerald, and Dragon Con. I love you very much. Respect you even more and send blessings. Thank you. Love you too. Love you. So the first part of the question was, are they just doing it wrong? They say they're bored. Is it five years? Uh, you know, I don't... This was what, my sixth year doing? Yeah, fifth or sixth. Yeah, well, fifth with Four All Nerds, sixth yep. year straight going. And I can understand the boredom part simply because when you, it's about routine, right? When you know the routine or you have the same routine, you already know what to expect. There's not many, too many surprises. So I can understand the boredom. You're not doing it wrong. It's, maybe you're a little bit jaded. Yeah. I, I, like you said, this is my fifth or sixth year. I'm not even sure anymore. And I still get so 
fucking excited for it. I do get excited. I, I get tired and worn out by like Saturday because I've been there for three days straight. But by Sunday afternoon, I'm hurt. Yeah. Because I know it's to be over. And like this year, it wasn't until Sunday afternoon that I ran into the dude who was dressed as Professor X right. from House with of X. With the flower. Yeah, with the, how- with with the, the flower of Krakoa. Yeah. And so that made my weekend because I'd been, I was like beforehand, I was like, yo, somebody is going to do that cosplay. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. And then it was a brother doing it and he had the flower, he had the helmet, <laughs> everything was perfect. So that just, I was like, yo, this is so perfect. Like I waited all weekend for this. So I think it's like what you're looking for and what you're expecting, you know, but. I would say, you know, change it up. Come on Saturday. You missed the Watchmen panel. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I understand. And, and I, damn. well, well the, the note was girlfriend is too much. Who The girlfriend cannot do crowds. Yep. So you're trying to balance the two. I get it. Is there some way where you guys can, like, like, I mean, I'll, do you have to go every day together? Like, can you come on Saturday that one time and then all the other days that you decide to go, your girlfriend can come as well? Because as Ben Ami said, like, Understood, but Saturday is the most poppingest day. Like, you got to be there on Saturday. Um, and like that, I mean, I still, even though I'm also get worn out, I also still get excited. But, you know, I'm like, oh, who I'm going to see there? Who I'm going to mm-hmm. speak to? What's the cosplay looking like? I'm always about and meeting all the cosplayers and also meeting the people who listen to and support For All Nerds. Because lots of times, like, I probably would never see y'all otherwise. And yep. people come in from literally all over the world to go to New York Comic Con. So, Again, maybe just a little bit jaded. Switch up the just switch up the routine just a, just a little bit. Um, maybe do more diligence in because you, you didn't mention panels and things like that. Maybe do more diligence in the panels and the people who are coming for signings and things like that because you may have there may be somebody who you're interested in or, or a group that you're interested in that you just missed because you weren't there and maybe you didn't look for it. So try that. And then the second part of the question was, can you recommend other concepts you've enjoyed? I've enjoyed Dragon Con. I, Dragon Con to me is not, I mean, even though news happens there, it's not really, it's not something like you'll see us there covering it. If anything, I call it the Super Bowl of cosplay. Mm. Again, all over the world type stuff. It, it's usually like five or six hotels that are nearby where you can, and, and at least four of them are connected to each other. And it's a 24-hour con. Mm-hmm. So there's there's panels happening at any time of the day and night. There's cosplayers I mean, it's it's a cosplay convention, really based con. So everybody's cosplaying, everybody, and you can see everything. You can see every iteration of every character in Injustice if you really wanted to. If you wanted to see, as Ben Amin saw, you know that that rare Professor X with the Krakova, like you will see it there. And then they also have the cosplay parade that goes down what i'm not sure what that street is in, in downtown atlanta but it goes down there as well and it, it's it's a cool time and it's mostly adults and like i mentioned it's in a bunch of hotels and hotels have bars so there's lots of drinking so if you into that and partying and having fun in that way go to dragon con for real for real I haven't been to too many other conventions to even speak on them. I don't know about you. What about you, Ben? I mean, nah, me, not many at all. I was told, what's it, BlurCon down in DC? Well, I'm sorry, BlurCon in DC, and also um, the local con that we just did in Brooklyn. I feel like that was also Blur, uh, Blurred City Con. Yep. Yeah. Blurred City, Blur yes. City Con is also really That's good. That's why I miss Blur Con because it was the same it was weekend, the same this weekend. Year. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I did hear good things about Blur Con in DC. My brother actually DJed down there. Shout out to Champagon at Champagon. You want to hit him up on the IGs. Um, I hear great things about Otacon. That's in, or that used to be in Baltimore. I think it's in the Walter, the, the, it's in Washington, DC now, in that convention center. Um, but. Yeah, just there's some there's some options there. You got it. Yep. Hope that helps. Definitely. Um, the next question comes from F Seven Patches. What up, Patches? AKA Dungeons and Dragon. AKA Vita Ayanla. <laughs> Vita Ayanla fixed my live wire. Okay. <sighs> Leave it at Vita Ayanla. That was dope. Uh, they ask. First thing I want to say is a big congrats to y'all and everything you're doing. Thank you. Sad that y'all missed. I miss y'all at NYCC, but you keep getting the crazy access, crazy interviews, hosting panels, making the great bond tent, and it's great to see. Thank you very much. We do lots of stuff we're not supposed to do to make sure y'all get that bond tent. 
Um, the places I could go to look for great black and nerdy content used to feel hard to come by, but I don't know if I've ever felt more comfortable than I do when I listen to the show and go to your events. So truly, thank you. Thank you, sir. And I said, sir, but thank you very much. I appreciate it. My question is, if one of the common future technology tropes, such as teleportation, flying cars, food synthesizers, universal translators, you name it, were to suddenly become real and easily accessible tomorrow... Which do you think would be the hardest for society to adjust to? Well, I'll let you know. Universal Translator actually already exists. It's called Google Translate. And um, I think Amazon has something too. What literally you can hold it up, you can say a phrase, and on the fly it will translate it to whatever the language is for you to the person on the other side. So that's already happening and life has not changed. Um, but if something... And not to say that universal translation is not big, because it is, but if something even bigger, such as flying cars happen, first off, we can barely get self-driving cars on the road at this point. We can barely get it passed through legislation. So flying cars probably will be the hardest. You can't trust people on the road. You damn near can't trust people on bikes. I can't see at least our government trusting people flying around the sky. I don't know about that. Nah, not fam. Not at all. I don't know about that. Do you, I mean, is that, do you think that's the hardest one that, that it says, what would be the hardest for society to adjust to? Flying cars, teleportation. Teleportation, they have. Yeah. (laughs) I just. Yeah, that, uh, I'm, you know, like the Star Trek version of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I I don't don't believe it either, but um, I think, I don't know, I don't think any of those would really be that difficult for society to adjust to, because it's just like with technology today. Yeah. Like society adjusts, you know. Because it happens slowly over time. Like, yep. if you think about something that's more down to earth, think about TVs, right? TV started out like black and white, this big ass, huge, thick thing, thick box. Uh, and then, you know, slowly shrunk, became flatter, became more, more dynamic, more high def. So think about someone who, let's say the 80s, who had this small 13 inch black and white TV. till now, 2019, you got something that's 8K, uh, you know, streams has has streaming on it. Um, you know, like it, it, it's probably mind boggling to them, but you know, it, 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 we adjusted it. Everything happened slowly, and that's the other thing about technology. Like, there's so many technologies that are out now that would blow your mind, but it hasn't reached the consumer level. So it hasn't reached that point where people are can adopt it readily. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not. It's not the norm. Cell phones are the norm. So once it gets to that point, as Benjamin said, I think it'll be easier. Word up. And like I say, I always have this theory or like idea that it's like um, if you brought somebody from, let's say, even 50 years in the past right now, like uh, 2019, that's what, 1969, it'd blow their damn mind. That's y'all parents. Yeah. Basically. But it would, like, if they came from 1969 straight to 2019. Oh, they'd be fucked up. Yeah. And if you did 100 (laughs) years, it'd be ridiculous. They'd look at us like, wow. And then, you know, us, we all like, man, we ain't got no flying cars. And they're looking at y'all like, but y'all have this. This, yeah. It'd be so, people would consider it magic the things you're able to do with technology. Right. Exactly. All right. Uh, the next question comes from Kamal, a.k.a. Vash the Stallion. <laughs> That's a good one. Mobile Suit Gundam. You got, okay, I don't get that. Okay, um, long time, first time. One of the big issues with continuing X- X-Men movies, I think we read this one already, did we? One of the things, uh, okay, I'm going to read it. One of the big issues with continuing X-Men movies is that Magneto has always been tied to Nazi Germany. I can't think of any event more recognizable around the world than a title card with some version of Germany 1944 across the screen. I know I'm wrong for this, but while I disagree with most of 45's policies, what if he is just an X-Men fan who wants the new version of Mag... What? <laughs> I think you might have to edit that one. <laughs> I should have read this before I said this. I don't understand the question, Kamal. Uh, so I'm gonna skip it for now. All right. If you want to, no, you can, no, you no, can, you no. can get that. I, I, I don't understand the question. Okay. Uh oh! Greetings, fan fam from Forstall Twenty One, aka the Chocolate Moose, aka Hell's Fargo, aka the Omen Gladiator, aka Soul Brother. Where art thou? With brush fire season upon us here in the San Fernando Valley of California, you got me thinking. If your house caught on fire, what three items would you save from being destroyed, and why? Uh, my turntables. Well, you can carry all that. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's it. 
Um, but, but, but like dead ass, like if you had the time to grab three things, they, they, first of all, they always say never pick up anything, get the fuck out. Yeah, the that's house. my thing. There's but no. The, but the question is, if you could, I don't. Oh, okay. If I could, probably um, certain like certain shoes because they're the most irreplaceable out of my clothing. Mm. Your Basquiat's. Yeah, no, those would probably burn. I got thousands. I got, I got, I got joints. <laughs> I got that, thousands of Basquiat. <laughs> no, I got joints that are worth thousands, so I'd have to oh. hold them. Yeah, like I just have one pair that's like worth a few thousand. I found out recently. Wow. Yeah. Um. So that would go. Um. And I've got like a set of comics in my house that I would throw because those are like I lost most of my you know my great stash of comics from before. Mm. See, that's the thing. Like, I've I'm a person who's like been through tremendous like material loss. Like, yes. Like, I lost my entire collection of vinyl from you know starting DJing to like you know pretty much all of it. You lost you lost your Walking Dead stuff. I lost uh, every issue to Walking Dead, which was probably worth uh, like 10, 15 rats total. Um, Holy shit. Yeah, I, I'm not even. No, it's not that much. Actually, I'm bugging. It's probably around like five, six, seven. Maybe. That's still money. That's yeah. that's still worth. Well, I don't know because my my first issue was so. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, who knows? Probably wasn't worth shit. But I lost them, and so like I don't really have a connection to most material things, and I don't have yeah. much in my house that I would you know be like, oh, I have to. I have ha- to take yeah, because I can buy new turntables, buy new equipment any day. That doesn't right. really phase me. So yeah, there's not much I can think of. The only thing I could think photos. of photos. I got a box of photos, photos. and videos that I would throw right. out. Yeah. See, and 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 similarly, like you, like a lot of the stuff, especially nowadays, digital. Yeah. So I got everything. Or and and to your point, the material stuff, the clothes, the shoes, all the stuff that I I, I think is amazing. I also I'm not gonna kill myself to get yeah. it out. It can be replaced. I cannot. Um, I will say because I do have a box of like keepsakes, like yep. you know, special cards, notes written to me, things like that. I, I have. Uh, a shawl that that my, my grandma's still alive but I have a shawl that was knitted by my grandma that I would mm-hmm. definitely keep that, yeah. that I definitely save uh, but to your point probably just that keepsake box so that has everything generally yeah. that's most important to me that and uh, I guess my vital documents like I'm, I'm sorry it's boring but my vital documents like my social security mm-hmm. yeah. card or something, yeah. you know so I can say who I am I, I am it's a pain in the ass to get those back when you don't have them I'll tell you especially now with 45 so yeah uh, I would definitely, like you said, same. I have a box of photos. I have a box of videos. But I'm about to digitize both of those. So even those would be like whatever after a second. Yeah. I mean, and I got you know, I got books that I would love to save, but they books. Yeah. Physical books and books is heavy. Yep. <sighs> the keepsake box with all the, with all the, with all like yeah. the most precious stuff. It would have been my collection of vinyl, but that, you know, went. So, yeah. Mm. Mm. I hear you. Yeah. Um. Damn, we got questions. Like y'all kill me, yo. Like some some days, some weeks, it'd be nothing. Nothing. Uh, Roy. Okay, so we're gonna go through this quick. Roy Mustang, uh, underscore Rob J writes, which movie do y'all think was better, a goofy movie or an extremely goofy movie? A goofy movie. Never seen them. Bad on me. I know. You've never seen goofy movies. I know, and I, I've read the whole Twitter thread about how black it is and all that. And so fucking black. Yeah. All right. So you're gonna get Disney Plus anyway. Yep. So there's That's your on chance. There. It will. It's yes. It is on it was launch. In, it was in that long. It was ass in that list. long ass thread that yeah. Disney Plus tweeted. Please watch that. But um, I just say a goofy movie mainly because I either barely remember extremely goofy movie. Or I didn't really see the whole thing. It's one of the other a combination thereof. A goofy movie. I mean, a goofy movie is just. Classic. Tevin yeah. Campbell, just, it's just classic. I'm going to peep it. it. It's like, there, I, I'd say there was that, like, I don't know what I was, I think it was when I got into anime and stuff like that. Because there was like these years, like I had to go back and watch Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. Like, mm. there was these years where I was just like, all oh, that's whack, you know, because it wasn't the animation that I wanted. see it when you're younger. Yeah, like, but that's what I'm when saying. You're older, it just don't hit. There's no, no, Aladdin hit me when I it watched it. Oh my god, it was when incredible. You, oh, you saw it with like, a Will Smith joint. Yeah, right? I still did. I watch the Will Smith joint yet? Because you, I know you said you wanted to get prepared. I for did it. watch the Will Smith joint on digital. I didn't. Yeah, I, I was you trying to in and out. Yeah, because the bridge, you fucks with yeah, the, yeah, what the cartoon? Yeah, that okay. shit hit. Like that's yeah. what I'm saying. A classic is a classic. It don't matter how old you are. That music. Yeah, it's fire. Yeah, the whole thing. I mean, like when Genie turns evil at the end and all that. That shit is <laughs> lit. That's 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 Jafar. Turning yeah, well, when Jafar genie. turns into the genie and everything, and so yeah, that shit was and put the cast on the star. All that shit was hot. Now that shit's fire. 
Facts. Even the, the remake when Will booted him at the end, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, because whenever my happen. man, yeah, when my man gets booted, it's like the best part of both movies. <laughs> Get back happened. to that cave, Negro. <laughs> I mean, all the classic. I'm just like I said. I'm happy that this stuff, the classic Disney stuff, is really coming. I, I mean, classic is relative, but for me, that's yeah. classic. I'm glad it's coming back so people can do it. Yep. Um. Uh. Oh, this is a good one. This is a guac. Please don't mention my name to protect the innocent. Okay. Oh, okay. We're not. This discussion came up between my girls this past weekend. Is it possible to be friends with an ex when you're in a committed relationship? Ooh. Mm. Do you have do you have uh, <laughs> do you have experience in this, Ben? I mean, I think you do. I uh, oh, why do you think I do? Like, because you're making these faces like ooh, recollection, recollection. Like you were thinking of it. You're I'm pulling out your head. I'm not really like close friends with any of my exes. Not that I'm on bad terms with any of them. Right. You know, I mean, some of them, you know, yeah, some are obviously I'm on, you know, just like whatever terms, but right. not like bad terms. Like, I'm still friends with uh, my ex who, like, is like my longest relationship, you know, or at the time it was. But we don't talk regularly. And it was, yeah. it was so funny. I remember, like, when Instagram, I think when Twitter first came out, we, <laughs> we ran into each other because, you know, it's Howard. So we ran into each other at homecoming. And we're like, oh, Twitter, you know, you got a Twitter. And she's like, yeah, I got a Twitter. And that was it. Ah! And we did. We were like, you know, neither of us was like, oh, what's your Twitter? I'll follow you. You know, it was like, all right, we good. And that was that. And so, um, (laughs) I mean, I'm a firm believer in some people in your life for a season, for a reason. Yep. And you don't have to be friends with them. Even y'all reconnect. When I say reconnect, I just mean like y'all seen each other after a long time. I don't think you need to. Now, as far as the question about is it possible? Anything is possible. I mean, look at. Look at uh, uh, Zoe Kravitz's mother. She 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 besties with both Lenny Kravitz and Jason Momoa, and and Jason Momoa and Lenny Kravitz is best friends. So I mean, you would oh, you would think they are the way they be hugging yeah. up on each other. So it's obvious, it's absolutely possible. Do I do that? No, no, because I just again, I just feel like I don't want to say cut off, but once your 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 path in my life story has ended. That's pretty much the end of that. Now, if I see you in the streets, hey, what up? Yeah. But we may not be friends. Yeah. I like I said, I'm. I can't say that I'm like tight with anyone who I used to have relations with, but yeah. I'm cool with them. Those are you know, if I but, see them, if they hit me up, if, you know, yeah. whatever you talk, but you know, hey, how you doing? But yeah, that's about it. And the other thing you run into, especially if you you really still fuck with each other like that, you're gonna run into issues because yeah. those old feelings, especially if y'all had an actual good relationship, yep. those old feelings are gonna pop back up, and that's going to absolutely interfere with your committed relationship. Facts. There's no, and I don't care what you say. The person will not be named. I am telling you, this is a mistake. If it was like that type of situation, because th- there is such also such thing as emotional cheating. Mm. And even y'all never touch each other and never do anything physical. The emotional cheating is going to is going to develop. And by emotional cheating, I mean you know spending time with them, talking to them all the time. And sometimes it's just chilling and like legit, just chilling, not doing anything crazy. Not you know not doing anything too crazy. It's it's but you're taking time away from the development of your current relationship. Yep. And it's not fair to the other person. There you go. So that that's my take on it. Yeah, nah, I nah, yeah, yeah, keep that now. Nah. Yeah, especially for the homies out there. Let me tell y'all, cause I've seen it. I've seen people play themselves with that <laughs> one. Like I've seen people play themselves, boy. Yeah. Nah, nah. Especially you know. if you are in such a committed relationship that like y'all are on your way to marriage, or, or any type of long term, any time yeah. a long term thing, like it, it it becomes a problem. I always tell them, like I remember I've seen you know I've seen people friends of mine get divorced and. Even when they first got married, I told them, you you know, you got to put all of it into this. Yeah. And they didn't. And there you go. As a married person, it's not easy. I'll tell you, it's not easy. You, it's so much work. Yeah. And and it's a it's a daily thing that you got to do. So the last thing you need is a distraction like that. Facts. So So take that in mind. You can listen to me or not, but just take that in mind. Um, the last question, because this is the last question I'm reading, comes from Glitter Crotch Disco Ghoul. <laughs> Grace of Eons. They write, how do you guys feel about the new Charlie's Angels film? It feels like there's a new wave of films claiming diversity, but never portraying darker skin characters, different body types, etc. Just thought it was intriguing that they have three girls from different races, yet they all look pretty similar. 
yes, they all pretty much look like carbon copies of each other. The only real difference is their skin tone, shade, and maybe some of their ethnic features between the three of them. At least that's what it looks to me when I keep watching the trailers. I don't expect Charlie's Angel to be a bastion of diversity. I'm also going off of the Charlie's Angel I know, which is, and I'm not talking about the original, original, I guess it's from the 70s or something. I'm talking about the one that came out with like Lucy Liu and uh, Cameron Diaz and the other girl. I don't remember the third person. But hey, I'm just being honest. So I... I, I like that's what they have established that like it's a campy like at least that version that was a campy kind of it was a campy thing it was just like we're angels we're here to save the day type thing like it was an in joke uh, so I got it and because of that I was just like I don't think they they mean for this to be that serious so when this new one came out um, to me it's just riding on that same wave like uh, I, I don't expect much I don't expect much when when it comes to really giving people a shot would it be cool if there were darker skin characters or like as you say as you are alluding to real diversity in terms of the cast sure but yeah mm. except in charlie's angels like yeah you know this ain't com- I, I feel them you know the questionnaire out there but it's this one of those things it's like charlie's angels trying to just brand you know and right. they're gonna stick to that brand you know they're not gonna be like and elizabeth oh. banks both wrote and is directing this. The new one? The she new directing? One. I, I, I know she wrote it. Oh, let wow. Me, let me double check before I mess up. I didn't even know but she wrote she's it. But she's in it. She okay. also stars in it. Yeah. Um, I F with her, too. She's funny as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I like Elizabeth a lot. But like I said, the, just based off the trailers alone, it just seems... Uh, like more of the same? It just seems more of the same of what I know. Yeah. So... And I oh, like yes, it was directed by Liz. I was right. Wow, okay. Directed, produced, and um, screenplay by Elizabeth Banks. Go ahead, girl. Yeah. I ain't mad at that at all. Get that yep. bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, that's the thing. I liked the last two. They were cool. I, I always hated how they. The put... last two. There was one bef- in between no, no, there was, Lucy Lou. No, but I mean, there was two care. There was two with Lucy Lou, weren't there? Weren't there two Charlie? There was? Yeah, I thought it was two of them joints. Well, I don't know. I, I swear there was two of them joints. I, if there was, I missed that. <laughs> yeah, I, I swear. I might be wrong. I might be bugging, but I thought there was two of them joints. Yeah, all right, well, whatever. But, you know, those are cool, and this will probably be cool. This ain't nothing like you said. I'm not looking for this, for diversity, you know? That's just, not every movie is going to, you know, make it happen. Not every property is there for that. Yeah. yeah. I, but I, I do feel you when you say you look at that, and all the girls look exactly like. But there's, yeah. also, there's also the Charlie Angel prototype. Yeah. Everyone's pretty much thin, model-esque. It's Charlie's Angels. Yeah. You so. know? Yeah. Whatever. We'll see what happens. Right, and and again, we've this is only based on what we see in the trailers. Maybe they they pop out and go left on. I'm us. sure they address certain things like this if Elizabeth wrote it. Right, and that's you know? what I'm saying because the, again, the the woman Lucy was very tongue in cheek. Like yep. they knew they was being they was wilding. Like yeah. they knew they was being extra. Yeah. So yeah, they had Cameron Diaz's ass like she had one in every right. shot. Right, and and. <laughs> Yo. I didn't expect you to say that. Yeah, that was like, <laughs> there was an era where Cameron Diaz's ass was like in every trailer, every commercial, yeah. every everything. Like that was a prototype. Like she has something back there. You know, she's a very attractive woman, but that ain't her best feature, um, folks. But like you said, uh, Elizabeth Banks wrote this and I I kind of got a higher level of, of uh, what I say, expectation for her, from her. Yep. Because I, I think she's very smart in the way mm-hmm. she approaches her work. So I... For all we know, she she comes out with some extra stuff at the yep. end. So. We'll see what happens. It is what it is. But anyway, that's the end of Guac. All right. Thank you guys so much, so much for your questions. Thank you so much for the love. Thank you for supporting us. If you have a question, again, be it about um, you don't want to say your name because you're talking about people's girls and your exes. If you have questions about geek and pop culture, if you have questions about anything under the sun, hit us up. Contact at 4 You can also hit us on the interwebs at For All Nerds. You can also hit us on ForAllNerds.com. Use those pretty little boxes either on the footer or on the sidebar of the site. There are forms you can fill out to give us your AKAs and your questions. Word up. And as you see, you can even hit us on Twitch.tv slash ForAllNerds when we are on there live. We'll be back next week. You know, for everyone who caught it this week, thank you. But, you know, we forgot one essential thing and, you know, it happened. So, you know, but we'll be back there next week on Twitch.tv. Thank you to all the new subscribers. We gained a few during that broadcast. It was beautiful. Yes. And uh, what other news do we have before we get out of here this week? Uh, So... I'm still laughing. I'm sorry, laughing about raising Dion. Um, <laughs> Ouch. Um, I saw the Joker. Oh, you saw it. Okay. 
I was entertained. All right. I I, I, I kind of fucks with it. Mm. I kind of fucks with it. Well, I say it was the best movie ever. I don't. I'm uh, brother Chris. I don't think it was like this masterpiece that you made it out to be. Yeah. But did I think it was uh, an entertaining movie? That I yes. That I think Joaquin killed that Joker. Yes. Yep. And did it? Did I get what I expected? Yes. Yep. I I I expected this this asshole to come in and and really be more or less the spiritual successor to Heath Ledger for the Joker, and that's what I got. All right, now, um, let's see. Shout out to Young Guru, who called me up this week, uh, specifically to talk about Joker. Oh, boy. And hated it. Okay. Hated it with a passion. That's Thought valid. it was absolutely terrible. Um, hated pretty much everything about it. Broke down the whole movie to me. Spoiled everything. <laughs> I didn't what? care. You didn't even see it yet? Yeah, oh, I still didn't see it. Okay. I didn't care because I, I, like, I like to hear from people, you know, when I, I was like, F it. By this point, I'll see it when I see it. There's really nothing to spoil from what I've heard. There's nothing to spoil. Because there's not much of a story. There's nothing to spoil. And you know what? Also, and I will say that it's different. It hits different when you're someone in the know when it comes to comics and the story of Joker. Because it's just pieces of all the stories that you know about Joker. Plus, like you said, stuff that I haven't seen, like Taxi Driver and stuff like that. But it's all of that combined. There's so many elements of Killing Joke in there. Like, despite... And and not the movie. Not the movie. Terrible movie. But the book, yeah. But there's so many... In terms of not... Not fridging the women, but the the story of Arthur and and how he came to be. Well, the story of Joker and how he came to be. So there's there's elements that are from the comics there. So it, it wasn't a surprise. Now I do have a question for you. Could this actually we didn't answer this question, but someone in the geek when he asked questions was asking something around this. What's up with the POC in this movie? And it was so weird. It was so freaking weird. Yeah. Um. Again, I, should I? I mean, I don't know how deeply you want me to go because I I know some people mean. I mean, what has it been? What a week already? Yeah. I, I don't need you to spoil anything, but just uh, that it was weird. There were there were a lot. I was surprised by the amount of and not not POCs, black people. Yeah. Specifically, I was surprised by the amount of black people, but they were in very odd positions. Yeah. In terms of why they were there, like they were prominently featured in very strange. The, Rolls. the other thing that I've heard that really makes me be like, oh, this is weird, and also I expect it, uh, given the creators, is that Joker in this movie is kind of supposed to be like anti-bid business, like the anti-corporation. I think that's bullshit. Look, and, and but see, that's the and that's my issue because it's like when you pair, you know, when you put the violent terrorist acts of someone like Joker with a left-wing, you know, sensibility. That's weird because it's not leftists out here shooting up people, you know, and that's why I have such a problem with these movies when they want to have these politics in them, but they're written by these white men who have rich white men at that, who have their own politics that they're putting into these films. And it's like, that's kind of questionable. Forget anything the director says to the contrary. This shit leans so heavily on the Batman Joker mythos. And like I said, if you already have that background, you're seeing a little bit more of the same. But I will say, for me, what's his face? Joaquin was a good Joker. Yeah. He was a good I've Joker. Heard that from everyone. He was a very good Joker, and he he carried. And as, as I mentioned, I called him the spiritual uh, uh, son or daughter or successor to Heath Ledger. He really was. Jared Leto was not it. And speaking of Jared Leto, there's been a, and this this is in real the real news category. Um, there's been a lot of reports saying that he's felt like he's one was upset that this movie even came out because he thought he would be the one. Yeah. And he said even his version of Joker, he was alienated and all the stuff from his coworkers. But my Wasn't God, he on you set? was wilding hard body. He was sending used condoms and other random stuff because he was method acting to his cast. And then he was saying stuff like, oh, he felt like the outcast in the lunchroom where you got to sit by yourself and nobody wants to sit you. Well, my guy, if you aren't an asshole, maybe that stuff wouldn't happen. People always talk about how Heath Ledger would do like skateboarding tricks in between uh, takes had his daughter on set like all this stuff was like not the joker you know when in between tapes yeah and then this motherfucker killed it is still the best to me ever and killed it didn't have to be a jerk about it not at all not whatsoever so again i I will say like i understood stood at the end of the excuse me at the end of the day i understand the people who were 
nervous or 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 just did not fuck with this movie because of what you have mentioned and yeah. the politicizing of it or and the weird politics of it, yeah. the the potential for it in this current climate, how it climate. could be and sure, but in this particular current climate, yeah. how it could potentially get people ideas to do things. I didn't feel that way when I went. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel that way before. I didn't feel that way going in, and I don't feel that way after. I, I just, it's a joke. It's a comic book Joker movie. with another telling of how Joker came to be. See, I'm not He's one of psycho. those people also who says that you know video games cause violence, movies cause violence. But the fact of the matter is, when Taxi Driver came out, there was a dude, the guy who attempted to assassinate Ronald Reagan, was inspired by it. End of story. <laughs> End like, of like story. Completely. Like straight up said it. You know. Watch wow. it over and over and over again. Taxi Driver involves the shooting of a attempted assassination of a president. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. So, like, while films and video games, et cetera, media don't, like, uh, it, that's a tough one. You know, like, that's my thing. I remember, it's like, I've had, you listen to the radio, like, let's say urban radio, and we hear such negative Ish, you know, like let's be for real. As much as I know, we all love the baby, we all love Megan Stallion, we all love everything. It's drug and stripper rap that dominates the airways right now, and so that's a wild thing, you know, to hear every day for a kid growing up. Mm-hmm. And so you have to think, like, what would that be if you heard, let's say, Common, uh, J Cole, Kendrick, you know, on the radio all day, like you hear these other artists. You know, what would that mindset influence? What if there was more films like Raising Dion and stuff instead of films like? I don't know, whatever the latest slave movie is. You know, like, what if it was like, what if we had these narratives constantly forced upon us? What if Grand Theft Auto wasn't the biggest selling game like it was and a game that taught you about, I don't know, African history was the biggest selling game? Would we live in a different world? Well, see, what's difficult is all of that, others, like the the contrary that you're mentioning, they all exist and they're all out there. They may not get the same shine or attention as the stuff that does. I'm of the mind that you can have it both. You can you can have it both. What is this? What does a little girl say in the commercial? Why not both? The Taco Bell commercial. Why not both? So it's just, I I think you can have it both. You can have the ratchet with the with mm-hmm. the uh, you know the education yep. and all this other stuff. I do. I will say it's, I agree with your point about the fact that it's not given equal justice. Yeah. It's not given equal footing no. in the entertainment space. But that's for many different things. Yeah, you can say people, labels or whomever is forcing it down. But you also got to understand it's also based on human nature too. Mm-hmm. How we know how the internet primarily works is it's a lot of it, I'm sorry y'all, it's based on a lot about negativity. Yes. And and sickness and 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 spectacle, mm-hmm. negative spectacle, and those what gets the most hits. Yeah. When you and, and yes, there are things that are very happy and very positive that get mad hits as yeah. well. It just seems and and it's kind of been proven too a few times that the other stuff just gets even more. I mean, uh, shout out to Carly Hustle. She was talking about yeah. this this week on Instagram. Yeah. Because she's been battling cancer. She's doing yeah. better now. And she was talking about how the algorithm is passing her by because when she posts about cancer, it's thousands of likes. When she's sick, up, sick, laid up in a hospital yep. bed, going through it with chemo, as you say, thousands of thousands likes. of likes. You you can't even see it. You can't you can't read all the com- yeah. comments. There's so many comments. And then she says, "Well, when she's doing well, everything's chill. She feel like she could barely what she barely gets the 700 likes. Yeah, and, and I, she got like what 30,000 followers. Yeah. Some crazy stuff. And I know that's how it is because even with me, like I'll post something positive and everything. And like I was uh, a couple weeks ago, I was like, I felt like I'd really seventeen thousand. Sorry, but you got a lot of followers. I felt like I'd really turn over a new leaf, and I was doing better, you know, mentally and everything. And I was talking about it, and it was getting a little love. But then, like, I had a setback a couple days ago where I was just really stressed out again. And I'll tell everyone who's going through anything, like, it's not like a uh, linear. Kimson said this to me about like grief. It's not a linear thing where you just like, oh, okay, I've reached this point and I'm good. Mm. You know, it'll come back and hit you some days. You won't be ready for it. And I was thinking about going on Twitter and talking about it and being like, yo, this is going on. It's been this amount of time since I've been in Hollywood working. Like, I've been, you know, stressed. But I was like, I don't want to, you know, I didn't really even want that reaction from people. You know, I didn't want people to be like, oh, well, you know. But feeling sorry for you or joining sorry. in your grief? Yeah, and there's like two sides of it, too. Because like if I'm on Twitter and I'm like, yo, I'm stressed out because I haven't finished the script and I haven't been working, you know, some people will be like, ha-ha, sucker. You know, I mean, they might not even say it. <laughs> not sucker, but but they wish bad upon you. Yeah. yeah, and then some people will join and be like, oh, it's going to be all right, you're going to make it. But even that, 
sometimes I don't like that. You know, sometimes I don't want that energy. It's weird, you know, because I don't know where it's coming from exactly all the time. And it feels difficult to parse it and figure out where it's coming from. So I just didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. I was just, you know, I didn't tweet about nothing yesterday when I was really feeling it. I was like, you know, I'm just go about my day. Yeah, I've I've just learned to to pull back a lot from social media. That doesn't mean I don't use it. It just means like not every thought I need to share with mm-hmm. everybody. And again, it depends on what's helpful for you. Sometimes it's very cathartic and very therapeutic to share whether you're going through good things or bad things online with your with potentially friends because those people can give you insight, they can give you different perspectives, they can help. Also, sometimes it's it's good to address it offline. Mm-hmm. You can have the conversations with a therapist or yep. with a with a really good friend or with a family member. Maybe you write in a journal. Um, or you know you type on your notepad notepad app or something. Uh, I just I just learned that I just need to balance it. Mm-hmm. I just need to balance it. And I'll even say this one thing. Uh, a couple weeks ago, it was after New York Comic Con. Was well, like about a week ago, two weeks now. Right after New York Comic Con, I was very hyped, and I was in a group chat with some of my boys from HU. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there and I'm talking about the show because, you know, someone of them saw the uh, clip from the Watchmen panel and he posted it in oh, there. Fire. And I'm like, oh, you know, thanks, you know. And then, you know, someone had a weird reaction in a group chat where they were like, ah, you know, chill out, you ain't, you know. Oh, what, like you ain't all that? Kind of, you know. And so I took them aside and we were talking and I was like, look, man, you know, I don't even post stuff about this in here because I know it's not really related to this group chat. Yeah. You know, it's not nerd related in this chat. So I'm not going to post it. You were like testing stuff. the waters a little bit. No, I didn't even post it. They posted it. Oh, they it posted in, it. In okay. group chat. So, because I just, you know, I really go on, I'm with, when it comes to nerd stuff, I talk to the followers, the fans, and the listeners. And that's all I feel I need to do. That's what I wanted to say is that, like, thank you to all the listeners, all the followers, all the fans, all the friends, all the family, everybody out there because. Y'all appreciate the work we do. Yeah. You yeah. know, and so that's type of stuff that I like to talk about. I like to talk about when things are going well, things are popping, everything's happening. And I like to give that positive energy out to y'all. So sometimes mm-hmm. when I'm not feeling positive, I just might clam up. You know, when I'm not feeling positive, I right. might just clam up. Right. Because I like to give that energy and I like to receive that energy back. And I understand that. And yeah. 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 And like you said, some some people are be hating for no reason. For no reason. So it's like yo. even when you want to share your joy with the world, people be like, oh, you ain't all that. Mm-mm. Oh, don't get too big. Don't like I will joke about it with Ben. I'm like, oh, Hollywood, huh? Me. Yep. But I also say that with love. Yeah. Because I actually big him up and I'm genuinely happy when he make it happen like mm-hmm. that. And even and to me, I think it's important to show love even when people aren't doing, as you say, do, going big time and doing all this stuff. When people's just living, yeah, like that's so important. Like I'm happy you woke up today. Yep, I'm happy that you made it to the studio today because I'm so happy you didn't get hit by a car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, and and maybe I'm going to to ex, extra, but that's my point. Like, be happy that you're here. Yes, that's important. Be happy that you that that whoever's in your life or you, you yourself personally. Or have made it because that is an accomplishment in itself. Mm-hmm. And appreciate every moment. I tell people that all the time. Like, you know, this life isn't guaranteed. Nothing in it is. And so I just always tell people, you know, appreciate your life. Appreciate your moment no matter what you're going through. And I have to say this to myself sometimes. Because like I said, yesterday I was going through it. Where I was just like, nah, fuck everything. Everything's not, not going the way I want. Yeah. It's not perfect. Though. Yeah, fuck life. You know, this is the worst. <laughs> And, and it happens. It's yeah, natural. It's really natural. And so I just hope everyone out there, if you're ever going through anything, you know, just understand that it does get better. It can be stressful. This is, you know, especially people like us who are creatives or in this creative space. It could be very trying because you never know when your next check is coming in. <laughs> you never know, you know. You never like, know when the next contract coming in. You never know, like. It may never come in. It may never come in. You know, it may never happen. And then, like. You're putting your own energy and your own life into your work, and that can be very draining when you don't have, even when you do. Like, I, you know, like even when I was working in a room in Hollywood, achieving my dreams, it's still that stress every day. You know, that shit was hard. It's not an easy thing, no matter what, because you're looking for the next job. You're trying to figure it out. And now, and I'm not, I'm still trying to figure it out. Mm. It doesn't matter. You know, when you're on, you're on. When you're off, you're off. It's still trying to, you know, you still got to go through the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So share love with everybody, y'all. Seriously, regardless of, of, of if they're up, down, left, right, share some love. We need it. Fame.